0: and welcome back to the show. This is Reservations, and I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Rain Wayland, but spelled different. <laughs> that, that's going to be fun for Future <laughs> yeah. Rain to figure out how <laughs> yeah, to spell gotta it spell. differently. <laughs> you got to spell both different. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's been a week. It's been a since, while. Since we've oh, excuse me, seen y'all. Too cool it's stained. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you're, you're bringing up fucking 2000s music when Man. Ashley and I literally were on our way home today and the radio station we were listening to because we just didn't feel like messing with the Bluetooth oh, Radio station uh, was playing Evanescence oh nice and it was uh, you know the one song oh Bring yeah. Me to Life it wasn't Call yeah. When
1: You're Silver I like that one too uh,
0: and then Ashley was like who is this guy I was like oh the guy featured in it she was like yeah I was like, that's a good question I was like I have no idea oh and she I that like, you would know she was like did Amy Lee get him famous I'm like apparently not probably I is." Yeah, I don't remember him. If you remember him, comment and yeah. let us know. But They're
1: going to be like, dude, uh, dude. it's going to be like someone like, super obvious. like It's going to be like, dude,
0: that was Adam Levine or whatever. Like, it's dude, like, that what? was Chad Michael Murray. Like, no fucking way, man. Like, oh, really? Uh, well, welcome back, everyone. Yeah, it's 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 been a minute. Um, hopefully you haven't forgotten uh, the movie we're discussing today, which I'm going to be honest, man. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about Yeah, me too. Especially because I also kind of slacked around before I watched it and finally mm-hmm. watched it. And yeah. It's great. It's, yeah, it's awesome. So today we are talking about A Woman Under the Influence. Um, you may have heard Jeremy and I talk about John Cassavetes uh, and about, you know, both of us having the Criterion set of five of his best films. Yeah. and. This is one of them, and uh, yeah, it absolutely yeah deserves to be one of his best films. Yeah, it's rad. Yeah, yeah it was it was tight. Um, you know, before we get into everything, man, like it just so I'm gonna be real. I really wanted to pop in my disc, mm-hmm. but I ended up watching it on HBO oh, Max. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I used the disc because yeah. I well I wanted to, but then like I. I Originally, you know, because when we were going to originally record this episode, I was like, I can't. Uh, I had slacked off for too long and oh, it was okay. too late. I was like, I can't. I can't watch it. So I'm going to have to watch it on, pretty much on the fly and found it on HBO Max. I was like, cool. Nice. Bet.
1: So it is on HBO. At the time of this recording, it is on HBO Max. Well, if one were to want to watch it. Yes. If it you
0: want to watch it, it's on HBO Max. Oh, if not, I don't know. Just...
1: Oh, I think a lot of his stuff because I think Killing of a Chinese Bookie's on there. Well, I think I think, I think
0: yeah. because of Turner Classic Movies, they yeah. have a lot of the Criterion yeah movies on there. That's
1: why I remember that one being on there. And there's two versions of that one
0: too. Really, Killing of a Chinese Bookie yeah. does our does the set have the I two so. versions? It's tight. I think so, but we're not talking about that. No, right. uh, so so Jeremy, why did you decide to pick this one? I picked it. I think. My usual
1: answer, I think, because Cinefix said it was really good.
0: <laughs> um, well, and I remember telling you about it, because I don't remember where I saw like, a video that someone had talked about it and talked about like how amazing it was. And so I asked you, I was like, hey, have you seen this movie? And you were like, no. Like, no, but
1: I want to real bad. Because, well, and then it probably also might have been like one of those AFI Top 100s. Yeah. I love shit like that. If it's a if it's like a countdown, like top 100 movies or whatever, and uh-huh. it's got like some really interesting talking heads like Scorsese or whatever, like I'm super into that. And them just like gushing over, you know, yeah. movies, you know, like a hundred times.
0: Um, I mean, that's I'm why obsessed. I have half those new criterions up yeah. there is because of, of of that.
1: Yeah. I'm obsessed with stuff like that. And so uh, I'm sure it was something like that. I'm sure it was Cinefix. Uh, I'm sure it was something that, was like hey woman under the influence is like one of the best movies of all time you should check it out you know yeah um it's of course i believe on um ebert's greatest films list it's definitely on the uh leonard malton's a thousand movies really before you die yeah so that's awesome so yeah it was uh it was just one of those where it's like i like movies i should probably see this one
0: yeah yeah. Uh, so so, Jeremy. Since since both of us were going into this first viewing, uh, what were your first impressions?
1: It, Gina Rowland's is incredible. That's the first thing I thought of. And 100%. then the second thing was Peter Falk is incredible.
0: Oh yeah. Um, it was it was very strange. So, I may get a groan from you. I may get a groan from the uh, from Zach. We'll see. Um, I had only really seen Peter Falk. Like I knew of. Other movies he had done, but I had only seen him in a Princess Bride.
1: Nah, no groan. Because I... I'm sure I had seen him in something, but I didn't realize it. Or yeah. whatever. But um, Princess Bride is the standout. And I've never seen an episode of Columbo. No. So, no. Uh,
0: <laughs> I kind of want to now. Sure, yeah. But but he... Yeah, he blew me away. I was like, wow, this dude... Yeah, because I This dude I can w- do so much more than just telling Fred Savage's story.
1: I've seen clips of Columbo, and so I was expecting that also. Mm. Uh, I've... I was telling my buddy Shep today that we were doing Woman Under the Influence, and he was like, "Oh, have you seen the in-laws?" And you had the in-laws. Yeah, in I life. have
0: the in-laws. Yeah. Um, he goes, "Oh, it's amazing." And I was like, "Oh, I, shit." Well, and sidebar, I also have in Mikey and Nikki. It's Peter Falk and Kathy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. But yeah, you know, Peter and and Gina just blew me away. Like, Absolutely. Um, so so how should we how should we talk about this movie? Because I do have a lot of questions about the film, um, because the movie, maybe this is just how I was viewing it, Maybe or maybe you can help me out with this, but mm-hmm. it, it does feel like we're getting a lot of conflicting information Sure. Um, throughout the film. So how, how should we ease everyone into this?
1: Um, I mean, a, a brief synopsis wouldn't hurt. Um, okay. So, A Woman Under the Influence um, is about... a a woman dealing with some sort of mental illness, it seems, that she exacerbates with alcohol. Uh, And her husband, who is just trying to get by and is trying to live a normal life with an abnormal spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, And once things get a little bit too much, he sends her away to a hospital to get some help. Six months later, she comes home and uh, they have a get together and things don't go quite as planned um, yeah. that's pretty much it and as simple as that premise is it is the opposite uh, the, the yeah. whole thing is so complex and dense and, and full of nuance So
0: yeah I did read that <clears throat> apparently Casavetti's originally wanted to do this as a stage play yeah. but Gina, uh, his then wife at the time uh, was like there's no way I can do this multiple times a night there's no way um, which you know what I am glad that she was able to convince him to make it into a film. Yeah. Because um, I just I think this type of story is best told through film. I agree. Um, I, I think
1: that I mean it would be tremendous to see. It as oh, well, absolutely.
0: Because you would it would
1: take a very special actress to pull off this mm. sort of intensity and these this sort of erratic behavior night after night after night and keep it up.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah. and yeah, be able to do it every single time. Yeah, same nuances everything. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Um, okay, so so let's talk about Mabel. Sure. Let's 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 have everyone understand Mabel, our woman under the influence. Um, yeah, you know I do I do appreciate that they were a little bit vague. Yeah. with her mental illness, I mean definitely does seem like she's suffering from. Some sort of anxiety.
1: I read it was either bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder. It's not the point. Uh, The point is not to diagnose her, but uh, those were the closest people kind of can do. But, of course, it's not quite that because it's not quite anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because she also is just, you know, (sighs) Mabel, because Mabel... And I love that we see it throughout the movie. She does have this sense of, she knows what she's doing, mm-hmm. you know. She, and she even sometimes catches herself, like with the incident with Mr. Jennings. Mm-hmm. Jennings? Sure. Jenkins. We'll say Jennings. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, she apologizes, like, if I've offended you in any way, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, so she knows that she can be a little much different. Yes, um, but I also see it as a way of, but this is how she expresses herself, Mm -hmm. is being different and being, you know, what, what someone would consider, you know, uh. And in some ways can't
1: help. Yeah. Right? Um, for instance, at the, you know, the, the breakfast dinner. Oh, the the, spaghetti uh, dinner. Yeah, yeah, the
0: spaghetti, the spaghetti breakfast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. (laughs) But we're getting ahead of ourselves just a little bit because uh, there's a moment in the beginning of the film where she goes to that bar and picks up that gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning, it, it seems as if she's confused.
0: Yes. Right? She keeps calling him Nick. Yeah,
1: and is sort of, you know, sort of confusing him with her husband, and they look nothing alike. So it's sort of like this is she doing that on purpose? Is she l- literally having a delusion? Right? Or is she trying to keep herself from the guilt of cheating on Nick?
0: Right. Right. Uh, who knows? I will say, I love how Casavetes never brings that up. No. We're done with the scene. Yeah. She more than likely cheated on Nick. The guy somehow got out of there before anyone saw him. Yep. And we're done now.
1: That's it. She's not going to bring it up to him. She He's not going to ask. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know he's not going to be like, How was last night? Did you do anything? Did you go anywhere? Nope, nope, no, yeah, not.
0: yeah. So, I do appreciate that, yeah. And so, okay, I also do think Mabel is a product of her surroundings, too. You know, I, I think this, if we were to explain it, which I again, like you said, I don't, the point is not to explain it, the right. point is not to diagnose her, but if we were to explain it. You know, she is a product of her surroundings, you mm-hmm. know. Her mother-in-law is very overbearing and controlling. Casavetti's real mother. Yeah, which I loved. <laughs> yeah. Um, her husband doesn't really know how to handle her sometimes. Right. Um, and sometimes indirectly makes things a little worse, mm-hmm. like with the whole, you know, he's trying to get some sleep, but the kids keep bugging him. And, yeah, and so... And so he's just like, "Oh, no, you know, it's it's fine." Like, you know. Right, right. So I definitely think Mabel it, it, yeah, she's a product of her surroundings, sure. too. So, but I also think she is very comfortable in her skin. She mm-hmm. she knows who she is. Yeah, I, I well, think that's I the mean, other
1: thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that she like you said is sometimes aware, right? Yeah. I would say maybe most of the time.
0: She's yeah. Aware.
1: Um uh, and she's aware of her erratic behaviors at times and she uses it to her advantage at times, but also it's most of the time to her detriment. Uh, mm-hmm. for instance, her berating people on the sidewalk for the time well, of for de- the time. <laughs> <laughs> um Gina Roland's real childhood friends played uh, yeah. play The Strangers. Uh and you know, it's a famous scene. This is the scene that people usually go to when saying, oh, woman in the influence. Uh, here's the scene with her waiting for the bus.
0: Right? Yeah, of yeah, uh, her waiting for her kids to come home from school, and she's doesn't know when they're going to get off the bus, so she's...
1: And, and she's doing that thing that she does, the, the,
0: the
1: yeah, yeah, that tick that she has. Um, sort of a physical manifestation of her whatever it is right yeah um and you know she's not dressed normally either you know she's sort of half haphazardly dressed like Mm -hmm. uh as if another indication of of her mental instability
0: yeah uh Uh, yeah it's like a it's like a skirt and a turtleneck sweater and
1: yeah it's definitely a she's definitely wearing a sweater i i don't know about the dress but then she's wearing very tall socks with shoes that don't quite go with the socks and you know i mean it's like you know um she seems very disheveled and of course cassavetes is showing us this through the point of view of like a bystander
0: yeah right someone just happened to be on the street being like look look at that lady look at that lady that lady's
1: doing something nuts right yeah that lady's not acting normal normal right yeah um and, and I love that. I love that Cassavetes is is not shying away from... He's he's not saying, like, listen, you should really empathize. You should really, like, understand. He's just like, she's being crazy. Well, let's look at her being crazy. Yeah. And it, it, in a way, it, it, it maybe will help empathize more. Yeah. <laughs> by seeing it through this lens.
0: Well, especially when things all kind of come to a head you know middle of the movie like i was not expecting that to happen Uh like i was like oh we're in the middle of the movie like we still have another like hour to go i know um and uh yeah um okay i also really want to talk about nick of course peter Falk. which um
1: which i'm sure people who listen zach mostly um (laughs) are like but you skipped the beginning Oh, we haven't talked about Nick yet, so yeah. we're introduced to the movie with Nick mm-hmm. through Nick's eyes and, and and his point of view. So he's some sort of pipeline person, I think. He's some blue collar, yeah,
0: blue collar. He he's the guy Bruce Springsteen is singing about. All that's the time. right. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Um, uh, yeah, blue collar. You know, work sometimes overtakes personal life. Oh yeah, big um, time. I would say. I, I would
1: say that. He mo- almost always Chooses work over home
0: life Yeah Yeah 100% Especially because Cassavetes lets us know that In the beginning of the movie Yeah That he The, the pipe burst And he, he has to be the one to fix it Yep Well, h- Him and his crew Have right. to be the ones to fix it
1: And This is one of the few times He's telling them no And you can sort of tell You know By th- How people react It's like no way he's saying no You know what I mean mm-hmm. Like he never does that And um, And then, of course, we get glimpses of, and this is before we've met Gina Rollins. is like him having to apologize or not apologize, but sort of explain or see or sort of like beat around like, well, she's not crazy. You know, what I mean? yeah. like she's, you know, uh, I forgot the direct uh, line, but, it, you know, she's like abnormal or she's she's, she's not crazy. She's
0: just um. Uh Unique. No, he doesn't say unique. It's something like that. Yeah, like, I'm sure Future Rain will put, find the quote. Who <laughs> so he down.
1: keeps having to like, explain. Right? Yeah. He's keeping having... He's like a... He is a Mabel apologist.
0: Um, yeah. he Yeah, it's almost like he, he feels like he needs to apologize. Or needs to
1: forewarn. Or needs to constantly keep explaining like... Like everything's fine. She's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's keeps having that constant weight of you know, or anxiety of people are going to, you know, find out about Mabel and, you know, people mm. have found out about it. People have heard things. And yeah. I'm, I keep having to explain. I keep having to, you know, make excuses and whatever, right? Right. Um, and we see that immediately in the movie. And so it's already established that there is this sort of tension between the two of them that no matter how much he loves Mabel and he does, you know, there, there's this sort of wall Mm-hmm. In between them, which is whatever's going on with Mabel, right? Right. And having to break his promise to Mabel and having to cancel on her is sort of this unbelievable weight that he has to now carry because he's like, I I have to tell her and I don't want to, and so that's why he waits till the very last minute to do so. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, his, uh, his crew is like, just call her, just tell her, and he's like, oh, I can't. Like, I can't. Today was supposed to be. Tonight was supposed to be. You know, just us. We already sent the kids off. I can't I can't do that.
1: Yeah, and it was funny to hear how he was trying to explain it to whomever he was talking to. Over uh, the phone, I think it was Eddie. Over the phone was like, I'm, I'm having dinner with my wife. You're what? My wife. I'm having dinner with my wife. My what? You know, yeah. like he almost wanted to whisper. He's like, I don't want people to know. But I love my wife and I'm having dinner with her. <laughs> yeah. You know, as if that was something to be ashamed of and we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um as if it would it's like surely Nick isn't like like he doesn't like, like his wife, right? Like he doesn't <laughs> like spending time with her. That's weird, right? Yeah. You know, like and it, it might be sort of the time, mm-hmm. right? This is 74. Yep. It could well, be 72. 72. It could be the line of work that he's in. Yeah. Uh the macho attitude uh, mm-hmm. of not only the line of work but also the time. It's a combination of the two. Um, also geographically where he lives, right? Yeah, Los yeah. Angeles. It could be a combination of all of these things um, of why that's sort of and it it probably made perfect sense at the time. <laughs> also, yeah. right? To me, it's weird because I'm like, of course you want to spend time with your wife, but um, maybe not. You know, it's sort of that classic sitcom husband where it's like, oh, I gotta see the, one. you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta. You know, we got to go have dinner tonight. Like
1: macho, sort of like, I don't even like girls. Um, <laughs> sort of a deal, right? Um, but, and I'm glad we're talking about Nick because in some cases, Nick is the protagonist. Nick yes. is the focal point. Mabel's not really. Mabel is in some cases an antagonist, but... In other cases, she is just the the driving force that makes that that drives Nick's decision making mm. and Nick's emotional state. Right. Right. Cause really we can identify more with Nick because we're not going through a mental breakdown. Yeah. Right? Maybe you are, and maybe you identify with Mabel, well, that's fine. But I'm saying most people watching the movie are we're like, I understand where Nick's coming from because that would be hard to deal with, right? Yeah. And I, I read that, you know, Nick is still trying to have this normal uh, Norman Rockwell marriage that presumably, and it was alluded to, started out that way,
0: right? yeah. oh yeah with this whole like you know she cooks she cleans she makes the bed like what more do you want like it and it probably started out
1: fairly routine and quote normal right Mm -hmm. because I'm sure she didn't he didn't marry her with this mental instability like that came later Uh, and I assume her drinking probably made it way worse Um, yeah it it also alludes to her drinking right Mm -hmm. um And again, Cassavetes is not doing a, it's not a puzzle box. You're not trying to figure it out. He's not telling you what came first. He's not telling you, you know, this caused this, which Mm. led to this. It's just sprinkled in this sort of character development that it's like, well, she also does this. And sometimes she does this. (laughs) But where did it come from? Who knows? Right? Yeah. Uh, You can just tell that it hasn't always been this way. And it's killing Nick. Yeah. It's driving him crazy. Mm-hmm. In some cases, he's crazier than she is.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and which is, I think, where I was referring to how we get this conflicting info. Yeah. Information later on. Yeah. With Nick being crazier than her.
1: Right, right, yeah. Nick, of course, he has a temper problem.
0: Yes. We know that.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, this leads into the spaghetti dinner, um, which is... A gigantic portion of the movie.
0: Yo, yeah, um, yeah, we sit with this for quite a bit of time.
1: A long time. Yeah. Um, and it, every bit of it's important for the characters, right? This isn't really a, a movie of plot. It's a movie of characters. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to piece together what's going on in, in, in these people's marriage what's going on in their personal life, what's going on in their work life, and it all culminates here in this dinner. Yeah. Right? So let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, I'll have you start with the dinner. Uh,
0: Yeah, so this is after somehow uh, Mabel's tryst sneaks out of the house. Uh, Nick comes in with his crew, and Mabel offers to make them all dinner. And, well, I would assume breakfast uh and she decides to make
1: spaghetti because they've been working all night so technically this is dinner right yeah yeah for them for them
0: yeah well because you if you notice i don't think mabel ever eats no uh so i don't think she eats she's
1: also very thin so that makes sense
0: yeah um so she decides to make spaghetti for everyone and uh eddie i believe is one of the crew who's like, "I have spaghetti again," <laughs> which means that, and in tr- that line, kind of comes back up later on. So it, that tells me that that's all no that's all Mabel knows how to make is Probably. spaghetti. Yeah, which I means there's
1: nothing wrong with spaghetti. I mean, I disagree. I don't like spaghetti. But <laughs> that's
0: that's cool. well, see, I don't know spaghetti with meat sauce. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could have spaghetti and meatballs like consistently but like spaghetti and just meat sauce like I think I could handle that I, I could well it's also because you're lactose intolerant
1: so uh, you know it's not so much that it's more the I don't like cold noodles and I don't eat fast enough and so with spaghetti the noodles get too cold
0: if you're not eating quick enough if you're not eating quick enough
1: <laughs> and the thought of cold noodles is disgusting and I don't like tomatoes and so the the tomato sauce, is no good for me. Jesus. I like pasta. Pasta, you, you, you have the sauce. I'm explaining culinary things to <laughs> you. <here. laughs> you have the sauce mixed in with the noodles before being served, as opposed to noodles, then you pour the sauce. Oh my god! And you dude. have to do the mixing? No, 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 no. Oh. So it keeps the noodles hot longer. <laughs> And the sauce is better. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. So, Alfredo sauce is my jam, which is cheese sauce, which blows your theory out of the water, because uh, I enjoy that much more.
0: Yeah, but you're lactose intolerant. A little so bit. I'm just, a little
1: lactose intolerant. It just I'm ruins
0: like you. Though. Crazy. Lactose. Okay, anyway. <laughs> See, now we're spending too much time on the pasta. Now we're spending too much time on the uh, pasta. Anyway, so she, she makes everyone the spaghetti, and everyone seems to be enjoying it, Um and Mabel starts to kind of, she, she wants to know everyone, uh, which is your favorite part of that movie Old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mabel's pretty much do I wonder if that's where M. Night got the idea Probably. From. He goes, hey, it worked in that movie. Hey, it worked in that movie, but see, Mabel's doing it very naturally. Hey, w- what's your name? But it's also awkward,
1: right? And it, you is, can, it is. You can feel that it's awkward.
0: I will right? say that. Yeah, I could feel the awkwardness coming through the screen. I was like, oh.
1: I'll tell you what I thought at first, and it might be true. She's met all these people before, is what I was thinking at first. I go, maybe they're being so awkward because she should know all of these people's names. That's. And she does this maybe every time. That,
0: you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, I mean. Well, it seems like the only one she knows knows is Eddie. mm -hmm. Because you remember when she goes to start dinner, breakfast, Brenner. There you go. There you go. Um, Eddie's sitting on the sink drinking water, and she's like, Eddie, what are you doing? Yeah. But everyone else, she asks, like, oh, and what's your name? Right. And what's your name? So
1: could be a new crew. She could may not. Be a, I, I just had a feeling that maybe this isn't the first time they've had this conversation.
0: But when it escalates, you know, she says, I love those guys. Yeah. So I don't know. I think your theory is starting to sound a little true, that maybe she has maybe. met them. Maybe. But then again, some of the other guys, they do, you know, they're like, oh, you know, my name is, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of those guys are new. I don't know. Who knows? i don't know anyway so yeah she's meeting all the guys and getting to know the guys and you know they're you know they're having a good brenner i guess you know uh i love that the one italian guy gets showed up that was that was hilarious yeah uh, one of the guy one of the one of the crew members is italian starts to serenade everyone yeah and then gets uh showed up by uh one of the other crewmen, who um, is definitely not Italian, and uh, kills it.
1: Yeah, great voice. great uh,
0: voice. Dude, if yeah, crushes it, and Mabel decides now to flirt. I don't feel like is the right word. In it, in a, in almost a childlike sense, she gets
1: overstimulated and too excited, mm-hmm. right, and that sort of brings on another sort of. Uh, layer of this awkward uh, interactions, right? Because mm-hmm. now she's getting... And you can feel Nick feel this also. Like, she's getting too excited. Like, she's getting... You know, it, it's it's going to escalate. Her behavior is going to escalate.
0: Yeah, and she asks one of the crewmen to dance with her, and he's like, no, 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 I don't dance. I don't dance. And she's very adamant. Dance with me. Come on. Right. And Nick, to Nick's credit, he has been very calm up until this point you know mabel no one wants to dance sit down yeah and uh then we get his first kind of we 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 kind of i mean we kind of got it at the beginning of the movie with eddie when he's like she's not crazy but we really see how bad nick's temper is Mm -hmm. uh when he yells at her in front of everyone to sit her ass back down yeah uh it's it's like the dane cook joke it's like Daddy just hit mommy at the dinner table while trying to eat still. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Mommy's fine. I don't want to eat. Um and yeah, and Mabel very awkwardly goes and she sits back down. And luckily the crew guys, they, they're like, yeah, we gotta go.
1: Yeah. And again, it's sort of like
0: Well, I'm sorry, I forgot. Then after that, Nick takes a call from his mom. And oh. that that's the cue for everyone to be like, Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut
1: you. No, it's okay. So, one of the main things that one of the articles I read talked about was this idea, this concept of male embarrassment, Mm,
0: the the American
1: male embarrassment, right? And it's fascinating to me. So, it it's just like it sounds, but again, it it fits more with this sort of time period, this sort of alpha male macho to be embarrassed. Is a sign of defeat, right? Yeah, it's it's emasculating to be embarrassed, and so uh, Nick is struggling with this throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and n- no more so than in this instance uh, of her, of Mabel's sort of you know her her behavior getting a little too, I don't know, fun and whimsical, I suppose, or yeah. awkwardly whimsical and, and sort of this carefree sort of childlike you know mm-hmm. and it's embarrassing to him right yeah he is embarrassed by her in front of his crew yeah and in yelling at her it's also embarrassing so it's not like he's getting away from it right right um but again it's proving eddie right number one that she can be a little erratic mm-hmm. right and that you know uh oh like maybe they're right and having this happen in front of people that he works with is embarrassing yeah and this happens again a few other times in the movie right uh one at the uh um another time at their house this is the the straw that breaks the camel's back that uh that has mabel
0: the party yeah Yeah, the
1: party and then again at the welcome home right Mm -hmm. um Nick is the personification of American male embarrassment, um, which, at the time, is sort of uh, taboo, right? Yeah. No. Um, the idea that you know men struggle with these things and mm. they're embarrassed by it, and in being embarrassed by anything is then exacerbating the right. It's just yeah. like a struggle. Um, I probably didn't explain that correctly, but um, I I, th- I thought the idea of it was fascinating, and it added a layer, and it It colored in some of the blank spaces about
0: Nick for me. Yeah.
1: The idea that he's struggling with this, I go, that makes sense. Yeah, it, Completely. It, yeah,
0: sense to me. it does, because, you know, and that's answering some of my questions of the, conf- the conflicting in- information, because... You know, that would explain why he acts towards Mabel the way he does mm-hmm. uh, during the party. And then sort of during the welcome home. Yeah. Um, welcome home party. Um, but, yeah, but then, you know, but then I think the reason why I got kind of, let's say, confused, because then we get these scenes of very sweet and tenderness mm-hmm. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, of them... Laying in bed, and then now she, you know, she gets a call from the city, and they're like, he's like, you know, they want you to go in, Nick, and he's like, well, tell them I'm not going, and she hangs up, and he's like, did you hang hang up on them? And he's just so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and and I think that's why it was hard for me to figure out what was happening in the escalated scenes, right? Because it's like, well, just a second ago, y'all were being very sweet and tender, yeah, and now we've got Nick screaming at mabel
1: yeah i think for me it's the he is cherishing these moments of normalcy these moments of uh, of levity between the two of them Mm -hmm. he is he's almost surprised by them at this point right he's like oh we're having a good time you know yeah this is wonderful and then of course when that when that ceases to be the case and when she quote ruins it or if someone else does he 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 can't handle it because he's like i almost had it i almost had this normal life back
0: yeah so would you say that's what happens during the party yeah absolutely okay so so ladies and gentlemen the party yeah um go for it because mabel i love how she comes up with this idea she wants the kids gone because she's trying to spend time with nick and also because you know nick had been up all night working, she wants him to get sleep. So she comes up with this idea that we're gonna have a party, have invite some of your friends from school, we're gonna have, you know, a good time. Uh, so, some of the friends come from school, but the friends bring their dad, not their mom. Mm-hmm. Which implies that the mom knows Mabel and knows Mabel's condition. It's very possible. Husband does not, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't like this guy's face. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't like this guy. And apparently Nick didn't either. Yeah. But anyway, and this guy, he's just being very standoffish. Doesn't understand really why they're there. Um, and kind of confronts Mabel. And and even though we hadn't seen Mabel drinking mm-hmm. before that. He did um, at the
1: bar, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, but, you know, he infers, like, you know, you're acting a little strange. Have you been uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Have you been drinking a little bit there? And he's just kind of fed up and does the sensible thing to gather up his kids and get out of these people's house. Yeah. Um, and then this is where it kind of escalates because before this, Mabel had told Nick, like, oh, you know, I got Mr. Jennings over here. You know he was being a real stiff but I loosened him up which I think also was kind of concerning for Nick like wait first of all who's mr. Jennings right yeah second of all what do you mean you've loosened him up yeah um, which is why I think Nick comes in so heated yeah from the from the get-go well
1: and then you know it infers like what did you say what did you do what did someone see you say or do right like right. it's it's like I wasn't here to witness it therefore I'm assuming the worst and it's another chance to be embarrassed right
0: yeah so 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 this is where I was talking about where you know Mabel I think knows of her um uh eccentrics as she's apologizing to Mr. Jennings but then Nick comes home and Nick wants to know who the hell this guy is Mm -hmm. and almost out of nowhere hits Mabel yeah um and then blames it on Mr. Jennings look what you made me do yeah and then they get into a fist fight, um, all the while uh, Mabel and Nick's youngest child, Maria, is running around downstairs naked. Yeah, and there's just absolute chaos. Yeah, that has just imploded essentially, and uh, this is where this is where I was the most confused at. I didn't understand the dynamic of their relationship and yeah. in the editing of the film itself. Right. Yeah,
1: it is sort of. It's bizarre in its editing because it's not it's sort of chaotic, and I think that's probably the point.
0: Yeah, but I think so too because you know, because we get Nick you know screaming at Mabel like, you know we're pretty much he's done with this, that we're gonna have you committed. Yeah. but then only a few scenes later he's you know threatening the doctor that he called mm-hmm. to come and, I guess diagnose Mabel. yeah so that's where I was like, wait, what's happening? I know he's sort of all over the place. Which I think adds into your theory of Nick being embarrassed and now, you know, he's feeling maybe guilt of, well, I'm about to send my wife away. Right. How is that going to look? Right. Um, You know, because then he's, you know, he literally gets down on his knees at one point and begs Mabel to calm down. Sorry, my ear just started ringing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's, the scene is very intense mm-hmm. you know because we've got a lot of adults yelling at adults yeah. you know we've got you know uh nick's mom screaming at the doctor to take mabel away mm-hmm. um, and mabel is trying to get the doctor to understand like hey like she thinks i don't i can't handle my kids but they're my kids mm-hmm. you know and nick is trying to Almost keep the peace between both his mother and Mabel. Yeah, keeps telling his mom like to sh- like stop talking, like don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just it's very, very hard to watch. Yeah, I agree. truth be told. Yeah, uh, just because we don't know, it seems we, very private. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it was. I was like, yep. why should? Why do I feel like I shouldn't be watching this? Yeah, it seems private. And especially with you know, again, Mabel spiraling pretty much. You know, she goes from very sweet one second, you know, telling Nick, you know, I'm not mad at you for hitting me. You've never hit me before. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at you to anger to, you know, just all over the place. But unfortunately, like you were saying to Mabel's detriment, this is enough for the doctor to have her committed. Of course. Yeah. Um, and it's just it, it was very hard to watch. While I was watching it, the whole time I I had my hand kind of like over my mouth just because I was just like, oh my god, like Yeah. When is when are we going to have a moment to breathe? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's coming. Yeah. Uh and and we do. Cassavetes, I think he knew. Like, I'm I'm gonna have to give the audience a moment <laughs> to breathe too. And we do, we get this lull in the story of Nick now kind of almost trying to understand the decision he just made Mm -hmm. to send Mabel away. Um, And almost in an attempt to try to make himself feel better, you know, by picking up their kids from school after they'd probably only been at school for like an hour uh, and taking them to the beach and letting his kids drink beer. Yeah. Which I was like, that's like... It's fine. (laughs) uh, But it's... You know it's it's strange this this kind of lull. Mm-hmm. The 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 time that Cassavetes gives us to breathe. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, because it's like Nick you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but again I think I interpret it as he's trying to make himself feel better like he mm-hmm. feels guilty over yeah, yeah. the decision he just made of sending Mabel away cuz even tells the kids like sorry I had to send your mom away.
1: Right, yeah.
0: You know. Um and nothing really that important happens.
1: Not necessarily. I mean, it, it's good for for us to see what what Nick's been up to, what he's doing, how he's handling it, how he's handling being alone with the kids, which isn't great. He's he's not amazing at it. Um, yeah. He gets sort of angry, of course, at them also. Um, but then it's six months later. <coughs> he's excited. And he gets Mabel back. Yeah. And he- probably my favorite part about this movie not necessarily my favorite part because it's not existent is we don't see the therapy. We don't mm-hmm. see Mabel at the hospital. We you know none of that is being shown and and which again implies that this is more a story about Nick. Nick, right? Yeah. and less about Mabel even though this is very much a story about Mabel, but I would say it's about a 60-40.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because, and truthfully, I didn't really want to see Mabel, like, in no. therapy and, you know, talking to a doctor and, you know...
1: Getting shock treatments. I don't care.
0: Yeah. You oh, know... Spoiler alert. She got shock treatment.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry.
0: Um, but, yeah, so Nick thinks it was a great idea to invite all of his workers and their wives over to the house. So, well, they said they had, like, 60 people or yeah, something Yeah, a bunch like of people, yeah. And, because he, he thinks this is what Mabel's going to want. Um, all these people here to welcome her back home and we're going to have a great time.
1: You also might argue that he brought them all there to prove like, see, now she's fixed. Now everything's better. And now we're better. And no need to think anything else because she's yeah.
0: fixed. She's fine. Yeah. But, and again, again, conflicting information, his mom is the one who's like, we can't have all these people here. I told you family only. Yeah. And she's insistent that, almost that this is going to overwhelm Mabel. Mm -hmm. You need to send these people away. And he does. He begrudgingly does. He sends everyone away. Yeah. And, you know, this is where we, you know, we see Mabel coming home. And truthfully, I knew, I was like, they, they fucked her up. Like, they they probably gave her shock treatment. They, they fucked her up. Yeah. Um, and it's very apparent and Gina just, just such a great job of playing Mabel now, very subdued and, um, submissive. Yeah. And you know, like when she sees the kids for the first time in six months, you know, she, you know, they want to hold her and not let go. And, but she's like, Nope, like that's, I can't, I can't get too excited. And it's, that's also that was also very rough to watch. Yeah, because she's all she wants to do is love them and hold them, but she's been essentially tortured for the last six months. It's it's kind of shout out to our Clockwork Orange episode. Very you know, you know, it, it's the thing she hates now almost. Yeah, you know, feeling too much excitement.
1: Yeah, now it's like uh oh, if I get too excited, they'll they'll send me back. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then this is where we see Nick kind of understand. I made the wrong decision of mm-hmm. sending her away, you know, of pulling her aside and be like, "Be yourself. You're home now. Be yourself." Yeah. You know, and insisting that she does her ticks though, know, and she just can't. She can't <clears throat> do it because she's been told for the last six months, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. Is what I'm assuming. You know. And it's – this whole last act of the movie yeah. is, is also very rough to watch, Yeah. which is another reason why I think Gina made the right call of convincing Cassavetes, make this into a movie. I can't do this. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, every – you know, multiple times. Because this is just very – you know, all the reviews I read refer to it as harrowing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, but it, for me, it's just, it's just rough. I'm just like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I want to look away, but I don't. Yeah. Like, I want to see what's going to happen. Because, much like a train wreck, that's what this is. It's a train wreck. You know, Nick starts arguing with his father-in-law. You know, the family doesn't know how to behave around Mabel. Their doctor's there for some reason. Um, I was really wanting Mabel's mom not necessarily, I'm going to say fight, but not like fist fight, but to fight with uh, Nick's mom because mm-hmm. it was essentially Nick's mom who pretty much made the call to send Mabel away. And I kind of wanted it to, to turn into sort of a family drama, but um, I think that would have undercut a lot of things that we'd been seeing yeah. had it had the movie turned into a family drama Right, right. in the last 45 minutes of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad Casavetti's kept it the way it was that we're mainly seeing Nick react to everything. Mm-hmm. Because everyone else doesn't know how to act and react yeah. to Maple now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Nick's the only one who's, you know, being very adamant about, you know, let's have normal conversation. Yeah, we're done yeah. with the jokes.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, which Again, how awkward, like, that must have been.
1: I know. Well, and then, of course, you know, again, it's his determination to have a, quote, normal life. Life, Right? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want it to be too jokey. I don't want it to be too crazy. I just want it to be normal. I want to be normal. Mm. And whatever that means.
0: Yeah. and uh, And it finally sinks in. After uh, Mabel has repeatedly told him, I can't, I can't do this. I would like everyone to leave. I'd like to go to bed. I, I can't do this.
1: Well, and then it was um, uh, her insistence and her, her phrasing, uh, I want to go to bed with you, right? It's oh. Right? Um, yeah. And they're like, hey, man, watch your mouth. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they're in mixed company. Yeah. You know, she's implying sex, of course. And um, and that's, I think, what really starts everything to go a little nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the last, yeah, the last 15 minutes of the movie is just, truthfully, balls to the walls crazy. Yeah. Like, Mabel has kind of slipped... Back to how she was but ramped up to an 11 you know she's on the couch and nick finally is like every everyone just get out get yeah. out of my house yeah and he doesn't know what to do about mabel and so he hits her again yep and then he's fighting with his kids and because the kids are like you know leave mom alone yeah Pretty sure Mabel tries to kill herself. Yeah, in a way. Is, is that what it, what's implied? Because she runs to the bathroom. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's
1: it's implied that she was gonna try.
0: Yeah. Probably. Uh, it's just you know, this just escalates but, so. But much. then you have him
1: slapping her, and it and it knocks her back to normal, right? Yeah. Ish, uh, you know, as normal as you can get. Um, uh,
0: after <laughs> domestic abuse.
1: And then, they're fine. And then yeah. the movie ends with them trying to just clean up and go to bed, right?
0: Yeah, and you can tell they're kind of, kind of joking with yeah, each other. Yeah, and they're
1: having a decent time. They're they're having sort of this nice, sweet time together, just picking things up and getting everything ready for bed and folding mm-hmm. the the bed back and moving the table and closing the doors
0: and turning off the lights and um, Yeah, it's so it's. I think that's why I was having such a hard time because we we. You know, Cassavetti shows us these such you know tender and sweet moments between the two of them, and yeah. you know with their kids. Um, and then you know all hell breaks loose the very mm. next scene or you know, the previous scene. Yeah, but if, damn, if it wasn't fucking good though. I know. Well, and here's what I
1: think makes it really good. Okay, uh, it almost became an oops, I forgot. Okay, um, it's the
0: house. Yeah, I love the house. So the house is so strange but cool. At the the same house time. is
1: sort of indicative of what, what Nick is trying to do, and I'll explain. So, the the architecture, the layout of the house is so strange because you can move the sliding doors open to make it more of a more of like an open concept whatever mm-hmm. but of course their bedroom is there which is attached to the dining room
0: or it is the dining
1: room or it is the dining room right now yeah. they are the same um but you can close it and close that part off right mm-hmm. and and it just be the bedroom right you can turn it into yeah. just the bedroom and of course that leads into the kitchen, which there's also an upstairs, which there are bedrooms upstairs.
0: Well, and then, yeah, that door also leads to the bathroom, but if you go this way, yeah, you're going to the kitchen.
1: Yeah, and so Nick can choose how much of the house people can see, right? Yeah. Meaning, and there even is a sign that says private on the door, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When when she brings that guy home in the beginning, you can see it there, and um, he can't get in, because she can lock it right yeah and it's as private um and so it's almost like nick is wanting to close off the things that he doesn't want people to see mm-hmm. right he wants people to see the the good stuff the normal stuff right uh and it, i don't know it's sort of the layout of the house is completely intentional and and you know there's a reason why it's laid out the way it is
0: yeah it's all it's almost it kind of made me think of uh, Kubrick, you know The Shining and Kubrick's impossible layout yeah. of the Outlook, uh, Outlook, Overlook, uh, Overlook. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you know, if you were to track Jack Torrance's route through the Overlook in the in, in the opening scene, the window in um, I can't think of his Ullman. name. Olman. Olman's office shouldn't be there, right? You know, so that's what it made me think of. Like this layout of this house is it's so bizarre. Impossible.
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't say, like, in a, in a surreal sense impossible, but, no, but yeah, it is yeah, but it's just bizarre.
0: Yeah. So. I will say, though, sidebar, I was thinking, I'm like... <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, you know, it's not very safe, though, because they're downstairs and the kids are upstairs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to take them a while to get out, like, if someone breaks oh, well, yeah, in, yeah. you know. But... You're, yeah. worried, you're worried about their safety. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Obviously. I mean, especially after what I, you know, two and a half hours of oh, domestic know. violence. Yeah. Jesus. I know.
1: Um, but of course it ends with them putting the pieces back together literally by fixing up the house and mm-hmm. getting ready for bed. And again, having this very brief sense of normalcy. This is something that Nick
0: loves. Well, and and something I I I really loved is, you know, when he's bandaging her hand, you know, she asks him, you know, do you love me, Nick? And I believe he does. Of course. But I love that Cassavetes wrote it as it didn't need to be said mm-hmm. that he just has to look at her and she knows like, I do love you. Yeah. And, and I just, I love that. Cause of course, you know, as everyone knows, Peter Falk does have sort of a lazy eye. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Everyone. I that forgot. Not... I thought my computer was muted. Whoopsies. Um, but it just how he looks at her this look of you know I do mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to say it and i don't i just i i have to say that's probably my favorite shot okay yeah but but all in all man i mean it was it was phenomenal yeah. um it was very intense very rough um i mean
1: there's a reason it's talked about the way it is right yeah, there's absolutely. a reason Cassavetes is, is talked about the way he is um being such a an interesting influential filmmaker
0: yeah right um yeah apparently uh i don't know if you read this apparently it was his decision with the uh the blue kind of bucket hat for that nick wears yeah because apparently the day of they're setting up the scene and cast ran to peter falk and like put it on his head and was like there we go and that that became that became nick's hat because that's what peter falk said he said he ran up to me and put it on my head yeah uh which you know, I don't know a lot about Casavettes. I was like, but that—that that sounds like something. That's he funny. Would, yeah. yeah,
1: it's sort of on the fly, and and, yeah. and sort of like that's what was missing. Yeah. Okay, now you can start.
0: <laughs> okay, go. That's it. Uh, so Jeremy, yeah, are you ready to wrap
1: up? Wrap up? Wrap up? I am. I am ready to wrap up. Wrap up. Wrap up. Uh, good choice. Whoever picked this. You. Did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you uh, just want me to say that? I did. Okay. Um. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm so, so no. happy I watched it. Uh, I believe four and a half stars
0: on Letterboxd, I gave it. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, I
0: need. I think I need to do my Letterbox. I got to do letterbox. Uh um, I really wanted to show Ashley the movie because, you know, since Ashley also has, you know, she has anxiety. I was hoping she would relate to it. But since I saw it first, I was like, she may not like this one.
1: No. Well, I guarantee you, Hayley would just fall asleep no Uh, no i mean not even a question her 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 watching them eat spaghetti she'd fall asleep (laughs) she would say nothing is happening nothing is happening happening. where's the pillow i'm bored (laughs) so uh not to say that she isn't cultured but she does not like slow cinema or or nuanced cinema she uh, you know she's she's in a different style that's
0: that's all good
1: uh but yeah i absolutely love this movie so and I, I. yeah and i can't wait to check out the other stuff i, I think the next one i'll watch is probably uh, killing of a chinese
0: bookies yeah uh well see I, what a title i know a killing of a chinese bookie I know. what a title I know. um now i do want to ask this and sure. i guess this could be an oops i forgot and okay, then, yeah. then we'll close out the episode why is it called a woman under the influence
1: great question so i i i read very in a very brief thing that it's like, is it alluding to her drinking? Is it alluding to possible drug use? Mm. Under the influence of what is unclear. Um, under the influence of... Something. ...mental illness. Under the influence oh, yeah. of uh, alcohol. Oh. Under the influence of drugs. I i think that she's just under the influence. Right? She is struggling with... Something.
0: That is... Yeah, She okay. is struggling.
1: Yeah. That is sort of the the point yeah right and again it doesn't matter what and Cassavetes does a great job not eluding or not leaning which way more right yeah. it is all equally the same thing which is anything yeah yeah
0: yeah ma'am. alright buddy okay I'm excited ma'am. so so next week uh, is my pick um, and uh, you know we had a whole week to ow now it was my fingers to, uh, we had a whole week for me to decide and uh, with some help of some friends I do I know these friends? Did I approve of these friends? No. Damn it. Did I approve of your friends? No. Yeah, because they're not me. Ugh. And you would say the same thing. I would. <laughs> um, but I pretty much kind of did like a poll and I, this one got the almost the most votes. Hmm. And I beg of you please like, take it seriously. I mean, I know you, you, I know you will, but I'm at the 60%. same time, I'm so worried. Okay. <laughs> Next week, we will be talking about Manchester by the Sea. Oh, sweet. I love
1: Manchester by the Sea. Now, I understand why you said that. I understand. <laughs> the accent is there, and I get it. I'm going to take it seriously. I promise. Well, it's... <laughs> to, to key it up for you, it is the, the funniest saddest movie I've ever seen because of the accent no they genuinely there are funny things in there uh, the dynamic between the two of them there it's it's sort of like a, an odd couple sort of thing but then of course the the movie is devastating and oh, so yeah and so you know there's um, yeah I mean <laughs> I'll get stuff out of the way early
0: <laughs> okay all right buddy well so um, we hope everyone enjoyed A Woman Under the Influence And we will see you next week for Manchester by the Sea.